So let's pray together as we turn to look at God's word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray that today you will speak to us words that will give us life and hope and help us to live as you want us to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Earlier this week, I heard a story of a man who had taken a bribe. He worked for a government and he was offered $25,000 to vote for a bill in his government. And so he took the bribe and voted. Now, a few weeks later, he was offered twice as much to then vote against the bill, $50,000 to vote against the bill. So he returned the first amount of money that he'd been taken and took the bigger amount and voted against the bill. Now, a few weeks later on, his corruption was found out and eventually he went to court. And as the judge passed a verdict of guilty on this man, he asked him, why did you give the first amount of money back? And the man who had voted and had taken the bribes drew himself up to a full height and answered with an air of self-righteousness, I'd like you to know that I'm too conscientious to take money from both sides. Now that is outrageous, isn't it? How corrupt he was, and he couldn't even see it. But I think that little story gets under our skin, if we allow it to, if we're honest. Because I think if we're honest, we are all good at justifying ourselves, especially when we've done something wrong. Our human nature means that we're good at justifying ourselves and at judging other people. Now we're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, some of Jesus' teaching to his disciples. Jesus is giving an explanation of kingdom living. He is showing how life should be lived, the best way to live, the good life. And in the reading that we've just heard, Jesus starts by talking about murder. Have a look at verse 21. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Now when we hear those words, I guess all of us will agree, won't we? We'll say, yes, that's wrong. Murder is wrong. People are made in the image of God. And that means that life is a gift from God and that every person matters to God. Every life matters. I'm sure we'd say yes to Jesus's words. And Jesus's words would have been agreed with by those who heard him the first time round. But then look at how Jesus takes it deeper way, way deeper. He says it's not just murder that matters. It's how we treat everybody every day. Look at verse 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Jesus goes on to say if you get angry or if you say a word of scorn or if you swear at someone, he says that is just as serious as murder. And we stop and say, how can that be? But it comes right back to the fact that we are made in the image of God. And if we are made in the image of God, then there is a God-given value to each human being, to each and every human life. Whether that person is being reasonable and friendly or unreasonable and difficult, each person is still made in the image of God, loved 
by him, valued by God. Whether that's a friend and someone who's helping us or whether it's someone who's irritated us and got under our skin. They are just the same. People made in the image of God. People made in the image of God just like us, in need of God's grace and God's mercy. Now if we stop and think about that for the moment, we'll realise that it has huge implications for us today, doesn't it? It means that the unborn child is made in the image of God, known and loved by him. It means that the person with profound disabilities or learning difficulties is still made in the image of God, known and loved by him. It means that the person who is wrestling with dementia, losing all independence, is made in the image of God, known and loved by him. This is really deep and should make us stop and think, how can we protect the most vulnerable around us today? How can we value the lives that are made in the image of God, each one of them? Today, with this virus still continuing around the world, how can we help those who are battling with the virus, those struggling on ventilators to survive? How can we pray for them and help them know that they are known and loved by God, made in his image? Someone has said recently that society can be judged by how well it cares for those who are most vulnerable. If each of us is made in the image of God, if each life matters, then let's think about how we can care for those who are most vulnerable. Now Jesus, if you look a little bit later on in the reading that we've just had, he applies it in two very practical ways. Two ways that give lessons for each of us in the day-to-day relationships that we have to help us live the life that God has given us in the way that he wants us to. And the first lesson he gives is this. Don't cover up a problem. Don't try and hide up, hide over a problem. He says in verse 23, if you are going to the temple, or we might say if you're going to church, and you know that you've upset someone, don't cover it up. Don't hide it. Don't try and pretend that all is well when it isn't. That would be being a hypocrite. And God sees straight into our heart. He knows. So Jesus says, first, go and say sorry to the person we've upset and be reconciled and then come to church. I don't know about you, but I guess if we all took this seriously, then there might be a few U-turns as we come to church, when we get to come to church again. U-turns as we all realise that actually we do have things we need to say sorry for, things that we need to sort out. But then the more we ask for God's spirit to work in us, to live in us and to work in us, to change us, then we will become people who are more gentle, more caring, more ready to value the relationships that we have around us. And Jesus says a lot more in the rest of the Gospels about how to be reconciled. But here his point is in this story, don't cover it up. Don't try and pretend that it doesn't matter, that you can carry on with your life, going to church, when actually you've got all sorts of things that you need to say sorry for. Now, Jesus' point is, don't cover it up. These things matter because each of us is made in God's image, known and loved by God. And then Jesus gives a second example. Not just don't cover it up, but be quick to be reconciled. That comes in verse 25 onwards, where Jesus says, 
Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge. The judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Now in Jesus' day, as in more recent times, if you owed someone some money, and if you couldn't pay that, then you might be thrown into prison, a debtor's prison, until you'd paid the money. But the problem was, when you were in prison, you couldn't work. So you'd never be able to earn the money to pay for it yourself. You'd hope, have to hope that friends might bail you out. But Jesus says, instead of getting into prison in the first place, sort it out while you're on the way, before you even go to court, before you lose the chance to pay. Effectively, he's saying, don't let anything stop you from settling your debts early, from resolving a broken relationship at the first opportunity. Don't let your pride stop you being reconciled. Don't let your anger or bitterness towards someone else stop you from being reconciled. Be reconciled quickly while you have the chance. Now, I'm guessing that today in our strange lockdown world, we may have many people close to us who we need to say sorry to. Many opportunities day by day just to stop and say sorry to those, perhaps those even closest to us that we're living with. Maybe we need to say sorry to our children, maybe to our spouse, maybe to our parents, maybe to our neighbours. Lockdown is a strange time, isn't it, for many of us. So many changes, so many extra pressures. And Jesus wants us to live in communities that are filled with his peace and his presence. So maybe even today, as we've been thinking about Jesus's words, there are things that we've been covering up, a bickering here, an argument there. And we might need to stop and say to somebody close to us, look, I'm really sorry. I've been unreasonable. I was out of order. I've said things I shouldn't have said. I've hurt you and I'm sorry. Does that ring any bells? I guess it might do. So Jesus says, don't cover it up and be quick to be reconciled. But let's think a bit wider than that as well. I guess we're all tempted at times to think things about people that don't really reflect the fact that they are made in the image of God, valued by him. When someone cuts us up when we're driving, or someone gets in front of us, or somebody throws litter into our garden, or somebody plays their music so loud it keeps us awake at night. I don't know, there'll be an example of somebody who irritates us. And it's easy, if we're honest, to get angry with them. But we need to remember they are made in the image of God. They're loved and valued by him. They matter to him. And so let's pray that as well as keeping in right relationships with those close to us, we can value everybody made in God's image. Let's pray that we can live and relate to others as God wants us to. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are made in your image, that we matter to you and that you love us. And thank you that that is true for those around us as well. Those in our families at home, those who we work alongside, those who we live alongside in other flats or in our street. Help us to treasure the image of God in everyone, from the strongest to the weakest. 
and help us to take steps today to be reconciled and to live at peace. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.